0: You're listening to News Radio KMAN. Now back to the game. With Mitch Fortner, David G., and Troy Coverdale.
1: Trayvon, you could probably just wear the hoodie regular, regularly, you know, like instead of just over the arms. I didn't feel like putting it on all the way, and you know, I don't know. Is it like a hair thing? You don't want to mess anything up, or well, the headphones are already doing that, so no. I don't know. Just do you, do you do anything with your hair, like, because you got like an afro thing going on? Mm-hmm. Um, but do, is it all just completely natural? You don't do anything to it? Yeah, I don't do anything to hmm. it. I pick it out every day, but that's it.
2: I put moisturizer in it.
1: seems like it's a lot longer than it was two
2: weeks ago. Oh, it just depends on how much, like, because I can pick it out all the way. I can pick it out sort of. Also, it depends on how much product I put in my hair. If I just don't put any product and just pick it out all the way, it could be, it's way bigger than you even
1: think it is. I haven't put any product in my hair in weeks, Troy years,
0: maybe decades. Picked my hair? No product oh product <laughs> sorry, <laughs> well either one but. yeah I, I, sorry I got to thinking about you know fro over here because um, you have a picture of you and your wife like a portrait
1: yes uh, like, a, or like engagement a, uh, it
0: was our engagement photo. okay
1: engagement photo there you go um, and you did have a little bit of hair, but it was because I, I didn't know how long ago it was, but you had that was 98 okay so you yeah, but you definitely had hair covering your head.
0: Yes, that was when the bald spot was beginning to form in the back, but I wasn't fully aware of that at that point. But yes,
1: how old were you when you knew though that?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Just get rid of it. Uh, just about twenty years ago.
1: Okay, so that's two thousand four.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it it just got to a point where I'm like, no man, it's turning into comb over.
1: No, I'll, I'll tell you. I, I I've said this before that. Uh, Bald people always have really nice shaped
0: heads. (laughs) Here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about it. Because I don't. You know, I can't complain because little brother started losing his as a junior in high school. That sucks. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, you could just see it even from junior year to senior year pictures where his forehead went up. Oh, no. So I'm not going to complain.
3: No, no, no. Damn.
0: Yeah, right? (laughs) kid
3: i went to high school with was losing
1: his hair about that time and i I also have a friend that was losing his by college and just always but always wore hats anyway it was just kind of a natural thing and i was like i always i used to always wear hats all the time and i'm like you know what i have great hair it's always going to be there i don't need to wear hats it's silly
0: here's where it got cruel however my dad is just about 75 it wasn't until about the last decade that you started to see his hair thin. Hmm. But yet, the two boys, yeah. Thanks, mom. It's funny how that was, Oh yeah, forgot about that half of the family. Yeah.
1: Baldness over there too, huh? Oh,
0: oh uh, on mom's side of the family, yeah, hmm. yeah. Oh.
1: On my side, neither side have that issue. So I'm pretty lucky. I think maybe maybe a little bit on my mom's
0: side, but it's not going to affect me.
3: My mom's dad, my grandpa Joe, eighty six, and he's still got a full head of hair.
0: Yeah, it wasn't until it wasn't until just recently, even that his that his uh, side started to show up gray. I mean, it's just what the heck's
3: going on? And you are like, shut up. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Travion, exactly.
1: are you going to be able to keep that forever or are you going to have like a crusty the Clown look in a little while? <laughs> I honestly have no idea. He,
0: he's working on some soul soul glow, you know, maybe the next <laughs> stage. Like, awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think my family has good hair genes, so hopefully I can keep it out. But <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I started
1: balding. I just... I'm sure everybody has that moment like, oh my God, my life is ending because I'm mm-hmm. losing hair. I mean, did you go through that, Troy? I just have that. I just have that thought. Like, oh my god, people think, think I'm ugly, Aww. but really, a lot of no. people think bald yeah. is beautiful. I,
0: I knew it was an uh, I knew I, it was an eventuality.
1: I know my friend, who's pretty much bald now, he knew it was going to happen, but he kind of freaked out for for a minute.
3: Like, that we do put a lot of emphasis on in culture is like guys got to have the head. Balding is a bad thing, but it's a natural yeah. thing that happens. I, you know what's funny to me? Speaking of this subject. <laughs> LeBron James, he is young and wealthy, he's one of the greatest athletes ever, he's in phenomenal shape, like I said, he's rich beyond anyone's wildest dreams, and he Cannot come to just grips with the fact that he's going bald. Well,
1: and he got roasted for being bald. But that was also one of those deals where he was so good at such a young age at what he did that people would find anything to make fun of him just to bring him down a notch, make him bring him more down to earth, and make him more like you. Yeah, Uh, like like you know Justin Bieber is another example of that where people couldn't wait for him to screw up so they could have a reason to not like him.
3: People, he is a uh, he is definitely divisive as far as like where people are uh where's it polarizing. He I feel like he should go, yeah, I'm going bald. Heck, yeah, it's a whatever. I don't know. Hey, I can't do nothing about it, but you can tell it bothers him. Like just a little bit, because he's tried everything. And it's like, dude, that's the last thing you should worry about. But we're all just merely humans. And it does bother him, you know? Just shave it, dude. You're LeBron James, man. Who do you, what do you care? We're a Wear a wig. Wear an afro wig. Be like
2: like Chubby Checker, wear a hairpiece. Uh (laughs)
3: uh Yes. Every year, the game, we have to reference Chubby Checker at least one time. You have to look him up just to see, like, his head. (laughs) Okay. It's Mm -hmm. funny. I cannot wait. Chubby Checker. Oh.
1: Well, while Deej is looking that up for us to look at, (laughs) nobody else, because this is radio. Uh, welcome to hour to the game, the game mm-hmm. after work with Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, Travion Berklin with us as well. Five three seven thirteen fifty is our number. Three three mops and me. I gotta see this. <laughs> it, it is like the, it, it. It almost has a. Is it like a joke? Like yeah. you could tell. It's got a. It's a shell. So <laughs> it looks like a shell.
3: It's a shell. Oh my God! It lo- his hair grow- as a young man was fantastic. Man, wow! He had a set of set of hair on him. But that looks like a Chia pet
1: thing. I mean, it doesn't look like Kevin Malone from The Office when he would put a toupee on.
3: No, but somebody, Obvious. somebody should be like, hey, ch- Chubby, it's cool, man. We, we get it. Ch- You're Chubby Checker. You're 87 years old.
1: Uh, I wanted everybody to know before we continue on this, uh, there was a big anniversary today. Oh. And that was back on this day in 1992, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. <laughs> a live event
0: where Brett the Hitman Hart won his first ever world oh. championship. Oh, I see here I was I was waiting for the Montreal screw job discussion again. That was 97. <laughs>
1: and also November.
0: <laughs> so what that tells you is the
1: 25th is coming up here and uh, well next month. Um so congratulations to the Hitman on that anniversary where he made uh Rick Flair give up in the sharpshooter. Oof. So he dropped his, uh, or he won his first world championship in Canada and dropped his last WWF championship in Canada. Uh, both in the sharpshooter. He didn't want to, right? He didn't want to do. Didn't want yes, to drop the, it. Y- yeah. It. Yes. Montreal screw He did not want to. Right. That's and everybody right. was like,
3: "What, dude?
1: Come on!" If nobody's seen. If If you haven't seen, of course, I'm sure most haven't, but. The Vice, it was uh, you know Dark Side of the Ring, the yes. Vice documentary on the Montreal Job, It's really good. It is really good. I think good. Uh, the Dark Side of the Ring series that went three three seasons on Vice, you don't have to be a wrestling fan to enjoy them. Yeah. It's actually very intriguing stories. They're awesome. And they're crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in the news today, hey, shout out to our commissioner, Brett Yarmark, who a couple days ago took a picture with the mayor of New York City with a KU football jersey. We almost kicked him out of the conference for that. But... Yeah. One mistake we will forgive him because he redeemed himself with uh, talking to Forbes. He was also on Get Up today with uh, Mike Greenberg, right, Mm -hmm. on ESPN.
0: We're off to the best year we've had in years. The parity attendance is up.
2: 60% of our teams are in the top 25. Obviously, losing Texas and Oklahoma is something we're dealing with, but this conference is much bigger than two teams, and we're excited about our future. And when you think about... Expansion in the four teams coming in in July Cincinnati, UCF, BYU. Um, we, we've got a huge opportunity here and very excited about it.
1: Brett Yarmarch is three months on the job. Right now he's in New York City doing that media circuit, just promoting the Big 12. And he knew the question was going to come up you know, what is the latest on Big 12 and its early negotiations for a new contract? In, in that uh that in the negotiation with ESPN and Fox uh, because I, I believe right they have the rights to the early negotiation because correct. because well they're in a deal right because, now so. because
0: of the current contracts yeah they yeah.
1: have a chance to talk to the Big 12 first to just get something renewed and trying to uh, work out the details work out the money work out the the length of the deal which is set to wrap up uh in uh in 2025 right correct and so Talking to Forbes, he said, quote, I've had meaningful conversations with ESPN and with Fox over the last 30 days about do we accelerate that? Do we think about doing something now? And just basically mentioned if we don't work something out now, uh, we'll continue on negotiations when that that deal with ESPN and Fox about the early negotiations that – Expires and they can start talking to new people before their current deal wraps up.
0: What this really points to is that nothing is going to be easy for the Pac-12 going forward because we're already hearing the reports about what their contract negotiations are like. The fact that the Big 12 has gotten Fox and ESPN to actually engage does not bode well. For the Pac-12, you also have Kevin Warren continuing in the Big Ten to make noises and give no clarifications, but make noises about potentially wanting to make other moves. Expand. Yeah, as the Pac-12 continues to sit there. And it just continues to look more and more like that, that carcass is going to get picked over very soon. And what that does in terms of TV deals, I think your mark is starting to get a handle on.
1: Well, and you know, the Big Ten did not work anything out in their new deal with ESPN.
0: Correct. But ESPN has its set up now with the SEC that's going to begin in twenty-five. How hardcore set are they? on essentially becoming the network that is only the SEC. And that is the problem that Fox is going to get into as well, where they've got the Big Ten in that aspect. They've got the Big East during basketball season that helps alleviate some of that. But Fox also doesn't have the ability to spread things out the way. That's where the Big Ten Network's going to play a huge role going forward there.
1: Well, before you continue, let me add on this quote also from your Mark Tarkin to Forbes. He said, quote, I can tell you that from a TV perspective, we'll go up
0: in in value. That was a huge sign to me that this is more than just discussions right now. That tells me that there has been actual talk about some numbers.
1: Yeah, he continued to say, we're not going backwards. We're not staying flat. Whether we can get an early extension or not, we're looking at increased numbers, which indicate the value of this conference and our members.
0: And again, one of the aspects of this, when expansion talk began following Oklahoma and Texas Electing to play their power games b y u because it's a national audience. yes, it's not Notre Dame national, but it's it's b y u. There is a nationality to that audience and
1: also a brand
0: and a brand to that. that's why they' I, I still don't like them
1: <laughs>
0: Neither here nor there. There is a brand to that, and there's a reason why they've been able to stay independent as long as they have since leaving the Mountain West Conference. I mean, it's a decade, man. Yep. They, they, they withstood that for a decade. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to be an independent for a decade unless you're Notre Dame. Army couldn't pull it off just as an example. Mm-hmm. And think about what the national power for Army should be. <laughs> so, BYU has pulled that off. That is, that's great for the Big 12 to have them coming in. Orlando as a marketplace. Central Florida. That is big. It also opens up that recruiting area. Cincinnati. Let's be perfectly honest. As a metro, that is one that college sports ranks pretty high. Especially when you have years where the Reds are as bad as they are. And Cincinnati has always been an area where uh, they really feel like that they've been seen too long as the little brother to Louisville and, of course, to Ohio State. So there's a desire to show that they can be better, and they've put resources into their departments. And then you throw in Houston. And One the biggest
1: cities this country has to offer.
0: One of the biggest cities the country has to offer. They've also been good about their facilities. I mean, it's night and day difference just to walk on campus there versus walking on campus at Rice. And it explains why Houston has been on an upswing. And you've also got Ferrita money. You've got, you've got the old Galveston gambling money that is thrown in there for good measure.
1: Now, one more thing to add about what your said to Forbes and also Scott drew talked about this and that's about, you know, the future location of big 12 tournaments for basketball, which is in Kansas city through 2025. And Scott drew joked about how his kids would love to have it at Disney world. And your mark said that, well, open to all opportunities or other opportunities, everything is on the table. Th- that is one thing that actually does worry me a little bit. Cause I, for many reasons, I love that both tournaments are in Kansas city. One, it's just two hours down the road. I love that it's great for the, the uh, Kansas City you know, economy. Mm-hmm. It's also an easy trip for, K- uh, for K-State to get there.
0: But it's also central. It's central for the Big 12. And it is, and it will stay that way. It remains central when you look at how the conference is going to shake out. One of the things about that that, that I have to chuckle about is Orlando. at uh, saying that about Disney World. Scott knows what he's doing there because that's an ESPN play right there, man, because of Wide World of Sports. You you don't think ESPN would love to uh be able to host the conference tournament in Orlando it's on right their property, mm-hmm. on their property.
3: It is right there.
0: Yeah. Something exactly. Right there. So Scott Scott Drew is not dumb. He he knew what he was doing in saying that today. I mean, that 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 was that that's a pretty pretty good little uh Pretty good little comment. But in terms of... Well, I mean, of, we're going to have it at Epcot or something? Magic Kingdom? Well, you've got the Amway Center or whatever in the, its name down there. I
1: mean, downtown Orlando is actually... I do like it. I'm a big fan <laughs> of it. Disney World, you know, I get I've been it. a couple of times. I get it. But, over
0: a uni- I'd be, I, I've never been to Universal Studio. I think I'd be more of a Universal Studio guy. If probably so. Uh, guess what? None of them. None of them. I've never done any of them. So I can't tell you one way or the other. Well, each um, park
1: has, like, two cool rides
0: for adults. One question I do wonder about, does the conference office remain in Dallas?
1: Well, I'm probably not going to go to New York City. No. Where would it go? I, I Return to Kansas City. I don't know. And honestly, I don't care okay. about where that's at. I think it's just, I, I
0: just think it's an intriguing little little tidbit when I mean, you realize the the reasoning that went into the moving to Dallas. It was You can fly
1: uh, you can fly anywhere out of Dallas. Well, you can't yeah, fly anywhere true. out of
0: Kansas City. You've got the new tournament, although, so that at least would help change things a little with KCI, but yeah.
3: I just like I just the look of it from the outside, like to play the t- conference tournament in Orlando, people be like, What? That's dumb, you know, and I hate that. I hate that it's become this where okay. I don't want it out in Orlando. Yeah, I don't either. But but it's like I see what you're saying. Like it's it would be beneficial probably for for the Big Twelve. It just stinks that it's that. that well,
0: way. and 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 there's the key. How beneficial would it be? Right. And that's what your mark has to take into consideration. Right. The flip side of that is, he's the guy who helped push the ACC to play the tournament in Brooklyn. Because he was with the Nets mm. at the time. So he had a role in that. Right. Now you have my attention with some NYC. Hey,
3: let's go to Brooklyn.
1: I am a fan of uh, the, Big the greatest city in the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Big 12 tournament in uh, Brooklyn. You know, the interesting part of that is everybody starts competing for New York City in the conference tournaments. Las Vegas has been that way out west where, you know, Teams are, or conferences are clamoring over themselves to try to even get into Vegas for the postseason. We come down to basically centralizing it between New York and Vegas for the conference tournaments. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would hope not, but it does make you think a little. At least with
1: New York City, you have a decent chance of fans actually, you know, a a huge group of fans showing up because you have a ton of alumni in new york city for i'm sure all schools pretty much yeah orlando probably not the same and that's a lot of travel for uh no
0: that's a great point yeah for these fan bases honestly it 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 would be like it's all flying too it would be like when we put the big sky tournament in reno there wasn't a natural draw all
1: right when we come back uh skylar thompson called his dad earlier today to deliver some big news that's next Well, this is cool news. An hour ago, K-State Athletics has tweeted out that there is only, there's standing room only tickets left available for the final three home games of the season. So it'll be a a full season of sellouts at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Congratulations, K-State and K-State fans.
0: Absolutely. That is some
1: awesome news. So, do you have your tickets yet? I guess you're standing, aren't you?
3: (laughs) (laughs) It ain't bad either, you know. If you got
1: us. Or you go on secondary sites. I'm sure people are selling. I know there's a couple of groups on Facebook that people sell tickets through. Mm -hmm. Uh, Get it all organized. All right. Um, Skylar Thompson. Thrown into the fire, kind of, against the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium, making his NFL debut in East Rutherford. Um, That's where, uh, fun fact, John Kurtz, who used to host his show, that's where he made his WrestleMania debut in the very same stadium.
0: Whoa. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I know. And uh, uh, Skylar... Plays pretty much the whole game.
0: Yeah, all but one snap.
1: Yeah, uh, offensively. Yeah, for sure. And um, they did lose the game, forty to seventeen. I think was that final score. Uh, but Skyler, nineteen of thirty three for a buck sixty six. He did throw a pick. I don't. I still say it, that's not his fault. Uh, wide receiver didn't even try to go after that football that was fluttering towards him after Skyler's arm got hit. Yeah. And uh, it was picked up by the more aggressive corner. And then he also fumbled the football. Uh, I believe that was when he was getting sacked. But I saw some highlights of his on Twitter that was put out there by I believe somebody from like a Dolphins fan or something. Like he actually threw some very impressive passes in that game. In that first half, he led a couple of touchdown drives. It wasn't like he was horrible or anything. No wasn't the best debut in the world, But it's nothing to hang your head about. i in my opinion. And also, what a nod this is to coach Kleiman. Um, yes, Skyler Thompson probably wasn't thinking that, he had great odds of playing football this season. He was drafted as a third-string quarterback because two guys in front of him: Teddy Bridgewater and also Tua Tonga the starter. But they're both dealing with concussion issues, I guess. Even though Teddy Bridgewater, according to Mike McDaniel, says that you know the earliest he could show up to practice and actually participate full go is maybe Thursday or later this week. Well, for most, I would say that if you have that opportunity to get a veteran like Teddy Bridgewater back, even though he's second string over a rookie who's played, you know, just one game in his career, you're probably, if he comes back for one practice, you're probably going with him. Most coaches would probably go that way. But Mike McDaniel earlier today announcing that Skylar Thompson will start for the Miami Dolphins this Sunday, noon at home against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah! Skyler has more of an advantage this year, this week because he will now get a full week of practices knowing that he's well, – we're at we're Wednesday. I mean, we're halfway through the week, but I'm sure he knew before today that he's going to have a full week of practices knowing that he is the starter. He is getting all the reps, all the reps for the quarterbacks this week pretty much. That's one way of looking at it physically into this game against the Dolphins. Mentally, it's a bit of a different story. I'm sure he was a nervous Nelly going into that game against the Jets. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of nerves he had to get rid of quickly. I'm sure it was settling into his stomach like, oh, my God, this is actually happening. It's week five. This was not scripted. I got two injury-prone quarterbacks in front of me, but by God, I'm in this game.
3: Yeah, and, you know, he took some shots down the field. Like, they, he he had some PIs called – um, because he put the ball in the right spot. Yes, he did. And uh, I was so impressed with that. Like, he, I mean, he launched some stuff. I can't wait to, for them to let him let it rip. He's going to make some mistakes. He's a rookie quarterback. And even guys have been in the league for 10 years making mistakes. Who cares? It's just awesome to see such a great kid get a shot. And I hope they do. I hope they open the playbook a little bit and let him cook because he can't.
0: One of the things you have to to bear in mind, and and as we noted, he played all but one offensive snap. Well, he didn't prepare Mm -hmm. for that. Right. The bulk of the snaps. He prepared as a number two. He prepared as a number two. And even before that, had not had the preparation even as a number two. So just the reps that he was getting Mm -hmm. were down. Just the opportunities to uh really get good looks at what the jets would put at you and let's be perfectly honest the jets defensively you've got robert Sala as your head coach they're they're going to be known as a pretty good defensive ball club as they keep progressing along go, going back to the,
1: the the mental part of it yes physically he, with the game against the jets he was ready to go as a number 2 like he he was prepping like I'm sure he always would to be ready to go into that game but now physically and mentally it's it's a different story than last week. And I think a great example of that is is Bailey Zappi, who is a backup. He's yes. a third string quarterback for the New England Patriots. Well, guess what? The two guys in front of him, Mac Jones and Brian Hoyer, both unavailable. Hmm. He had a full week of practice to be ready to go. And he hadn't played yet, other than preseason. And he was seventeen of twenty one for a buck eighty eight. And uh The Patriots won 29 nothing, but the difference is that was against the Lions and the Jets and uh, the Jets and also the Vikings have a much better defense than the Lions. Lions are terrible. (laughs) What a great team to have your debut against (laughs) to build some confidence. Also
0: true, yeah, the team that's giving up the most points in the league. Uh, Yeah, they give
1: up 34. The Vikings give up 20.
3: And they, you know... Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris too for the Patriots. I mean, they they had great games too. You know, they had strong running backs, and because the, the Lions couldn't stop them, I, I I you know Bailey Zappi, whatever. I, I think at the end <laughs> of the day. Skyler Thompson's gonna have better numbers than that game. We'll just say we'll we'll put it out there.
1: There's also another mental aspect of this, and that is he played his first game on the road. Now he plays a game at home. Uh-huh. And I think he is still just as nervous. Like running out of that tunnel, about to take his first nap. And I hope I hope Mike McDaniel treats it like um, uh, McGuire, Joey McGuire with his redshirt freshman quarterback at Oklahoma State last week where he said, I wanted the football. Mm -hmm. I want to get my freshman out there right away and throw him into that fire and see how he handles it. I hope Mike McDaniel gets the ball first and puts Skyler in that situation where, all right, spotlight's on him first, not this veteran and Kirk Cousins. It's Skyler Thompson's show to start this game, and let's see what he can do on that first drive before the defense has a chance or has to play from behind. Let Skyler go out there and get you a lead first. That to me is the best way to get over some nerves. And man, was that a difference! I think for when Joey McGuire sent his freshman out there against Oklahoma State on the road, tough environment, and that set the tone early for a good game. Yes. If 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 it's the other way around, or that freshman just has a terrible first drive, it's probably not that way. Right. It's probably maybe I would think maybe an easier win for oklahoma state but also skylar doesn't have bill belichick as his coach has, And i don't know the most about mike mcdaniel but uh what an opportunity this is for skylar he, he has an opportunity this sunday to prove where he might not have this opportunity much more this season we'll see how it plays out you know with the concussion protocol with the both quarterbacks i don't know it's kind of a week-by-week thing i imagine teddy bridgewater will be ready to go for next week But this is Skylar's chance to show that he's better after week after his first game, and that he can hang, that he can actually go out there and be a successful quarterback when the uh, when the sunshine is on and uh, national television is there to watch you win or lose. Uh, I don't know what the local game is for CBS at noon this Sunday, but is
0: uh, the Packers game? Yeah, I figured.
1: NFL red zone. It is
0: that it may change. I mean, there is the possibility that they could put in a request, and that may be you know already taking place. But as of <laughs> suck at Packers fans. Yeah, as of this afternoon, it was to be the Packers game.
1: Ah, they stink. All right, um. <laughs> four
3: streaks. First play, I say line them up four wide. Nobody in the backfield. Shotgun. Skylar Thompson just going deep, baby.
1: On that note, let's take a quick break, Travion, because when we come back a number one song of the day. 9 clock FX
3: From
1: 1973 Brother Louie by Stories 2 weeks at number 1 Love them You love this, You love Stories, huh? Of that. Couldn't get enough of that. I know. Back uh, in the day. Yeah, back in the day. They have not been together since 74. They were <laughs> only together for two years. Uh, but their lead singer, Ian Lloyd, um, has performed with numerous artists over the years, including um, working with bagging vocals with artists such as Foreigner, Billy Joel, Peter Frampton, yes, in there as well. Uh, Lloyd was also one of the first artists to perform songs written by Brian Adams three studio albums. This band is a one-hit wonder, and it's from their second album called About Us. Well, Brother Louie is about a romance between a white man and a black woman. And this is a cover song. The original group to record this was Hot Chocolate. They eventually became much bigger later on with a song called You Sexy Thing. Sexy thing, you. No. Now, Hot Chocolate's version... Which, by the way, I love the I love this the name Hotshot. <laughs> that, that, yeah. That's a yeah. uh, which actually interracial band. Um, um, so, uh, never mind. God, I had a great joke, but I just can't say it. I just can't oh, say it.
3: Come on, well, join us on the K Rock later. When yeah. The bitch does the <laughs> <joke>. <laughs>
1: Some marshmallows on top of that hot chocolate. All right, there it is. Yeah! I just said it. I just said it.
0: All right. All right. You've never heard of one, Travion?
1: No.
3: <laughs>
1: You're out of here. <laughs> uh, okay, so hot chocolate's version did not get really any traction in the U.S. because of the subject matter. Uh, Spoken sections portraying the parents' reactions to the interracial couple were graphic because there were racial slurs used of both races. Uh, That would scare off some radio stations. But six months later, stories released their version. It was different. Their version left out the spoken parts and the verse where Louis meets the girl's parents, so it didn't have any of the racial slurs. And hey, American listeners liked it. Went to number one. In the United States. Hmm.
3: If this guy sounds like, or is this a guy? This is dude, right? Yeah, this is who yeah. I mentioned
1: earlier, yeah. the singer.
3: Yeah, he sounds like Rod Stewart.
1: Well, it's funny that you say that. No,
3: no! No! You
1: didn't look this up, did you? I
3: swear on everything holy, I did not look this up.
1: Because, as a matter of fact, I have a paragraph that starts out with, If you thought the story's version of this song was Rod Stewart you're not the only one, because Ian Lloyd says most people think he is either black or Rod Stewart. Yeah. That's funny.
3: That's wild. That's wild.
1: He says he even got some fan mail intended for Rod Stewart. Now, this is also another great example or another story of, all right, this band is just ruffling through a box of demo tapes and discs, trying to find that next hit. And they come across this song called Brother Louie. Did not know at the time that this has already been recorded by another band just six months prior. But there were no, there was no issue. Hmm. Hot Chocolate was like, yeah. Go ahead, guys.
0: Let we bombed
1: with it. You give this a try. Best of luck. We'll see you at the Grammys.
3: Oh, boy. And then Baguska.
1: Uh, and also to wrap up, of course, this version of the song was used for the theme of FX show Louie starring comedian Louis C.K., and on that show, his ex-wife is black. Hmm. So there's a connection.
3: Good for them pushing, pushing, you know, at that time in, the, in this country.
1: Good. Uh, Travion, what else could you tell us about stories?
0: <laughs>
1: I know nothing,
2: but with Hot Chocolate, they have one of the best funk rock songs of all time, in my opinion. Everyone's a winner. That's a well, classic. How's it go? Everyone's a winner, baby. That's the truth. You know it. That's hot chocolate? Yeah, dude. It rocks. Whoa. Do I know that song? Do you want me to play it? Troy, yeah. Troy D- yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: Come on, Trey. Come on, Trey. Put on your hoodie. The right stinking way. Yeah. Yeah, it's still backwards.
1: <laughs> it's just over his arms. That's,
3: it's, been it's honestly weirding
1: issue. me out. Yeah. I don't know. Dude, Throwing dude, off the whole feng awesome. shui of this studio.
3: Oh, okay. Hey, man, how about that guy reporting that Jalen Daniels is hurt and he's not? I mean, he looks like an egg on his face. Maybe we should bring him in.
1: Who was a freelancer for the Lawrence Journal World yeah. and now he's wiped that away from his bio? Well, let's Oof.
3: talk to him. Call
0: us up, 7,
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you know what? That's a heck of a. <laughs> a
0: really uh, i I'm going to reach out to him. Okay! Is he in any way connected to the same guy who keeps telling us that KU's headed for the uh, Big Ten? Yes.
3: This is his brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's... No, it just something oh. like him. This is a good song.
1: Honestly, I don't know if I've ever heard it, but I like it so far. I feel like I'm floating through space. Yeah, yeah, cool. Never could believe the things you do to me. Is there Dude. any cursing in this? Never okay. never could believe the way you are. In trouble. Dude, hot
3: chocolate is awesome. Yeah, these guys are cool. This was uh, never been a number one song of the day. Hot chocolate. Everybody's a winner.
1: Alright, how about we do this? Uh Trayvon, just get us out when we need to get out. I'm, I'm going to be a little late getting over to Manhattan High, but you know what? Yeah. a chorus right here. All right, let me hear it. All right, keep this going. Um, we'll let DG get us started with some Ask Us Anything.
3: Hey, um, I told my wife with the second baby, I'm going to start cleaning it up as far as what I'm eating. It sucks. But I want to know through uh, vicariously through other people's lives. What's your go-to gas station snack? For me, of course, Travion knows. I love the little chocolate chip cookies with the cre- instead of the oatmeal. Oh. It's the chocolate chip. Mm-hmm. And also stroop
0: waffles.
3: I found them. What? Yeah. Yeah, I know what those them are. Them babies
0: are good. I quick story. Uh-huh. Uh player from uh the Netherlands. Parents Fans brought with them Stroop waffles when they were there for senior night. Oh boy. So I got a whole batch of authentic oh, Stroop waffles. Lucky, them babies are. That was tremendous. God, those are uh, good. go-to snack. Usually would be just a pack of M and M's or whistlers. Ah, Oh, okay. I had to look it
1: up. It's them, all one word. Yeah, Stroop waffle.
3: Yeah, dude. You- and they say to put them on top of your coffee to heat them up a little bit, get them a little gooey, and mama, mama mia.
1: I'm a big, uh, you know, I don't get too crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Potato chips, sunflower seeds, maybe some Gardettos, Ooh. if I'm feeling now you're talking. R- real froggy.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, that's about it. You Never know, is. if there's a solid roller grill, like if it's a QT, yeah. I'll definitely hit that up.
3: Yeah. You, you don't go tornado a t- action?
1: No. Oh well, I tell you what. Uh, shout to Dara's. Um, I'll go get their sliders.
3: Yeah, the sliders are funny. The little chicken sliders are yeah, funny. Absolutely. T dog.
1: I don't know.
2: I'm there too often. You're I there so often. You're like I like the fun. zaps voodoo <laughs> chips. Those are my favorite.
3: Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Those are yeah. Hey, those are solid. I like that. Um, hey guys, also, um, how old do people think you are? I get a lot of like, hey, man, you look like you're 60.
0: What? No. <laughs> when I, I'll tell
3: you this. When I was a kid, I could buy beer when I was like 14 years
1: old. I remember you telling us yeah, about that. I, yeah, Man,
3: I could really. It literally. was the
1: mustache, wasn't it? It,
3: it was the sideburns. I had Elvis Presley type sideburns. And people were like, well, that guy's obviously 26 years old. It was awesome.
1: Because who could get away with that in high school? Yeah, nobody. The teachers are like, shave them off. <laughs> sent to the principal's office. Sideburns are a distraction
3: all the time, dude. Um, wh- hold on, I got wh- I got one.
1: Oh, I, got I, I, I get told by the way. I we didn't answer the question, but yeah. uh, well, I, this doesn't happen very often anymore. But since I used to not rock a beard, now I do all the time. Yeah. And if I didn't have a beard, I would, you know, I'm still 23 years old.
3: Yeah, yeah. You're the baby-faced assassin, is what they call that.
0: I don't know what age people really think I am. <laughs> I, I've told
1: you this before. I don't think you look 50, or you're 51 now. Yeah. I don't think you look 51. Absolutely
0: not. No. That would be the benefit of being my father's son. While <laughs> yeah. going back to our discussion about hair earlier, at least I, you know, at least I've got the facial aspect yeah. right. Maybe don't look at that. <laughs>
1: and applies lotion twice a day to the <laughs> head and face. Oil of Olay.
3: Hey! Shout out to Oil of Olay. Do people ask you Trey how old you are sometimes I go oh, you look like you're 17
2: I've heard everything from like you look like you're 16 to you look like you're 26 uh-huh. I've heard it all yeah
3: 13 or 30 man <laughs> oh my god hey, Trey have you ever had any Did you ever have anything stolen did we ask you that did you ever have anything stolen from you back in the day that you still think about
2: I mean there's been a couple things what? Well, like, there were, I told you this story, it was off air, but it was um, this guy and this girl came in, like it was like 2 a.m. and this girl was like asking me about cats and I was like, uh. Distracting I, you. I, yeah, yeah, literally. And then the guy came and took a 30 pack of bush light and Ooh. left, but we got it all on camera
1: and they got caught, so. Losers! <laughs> Oh, I love catching people. People, when I worked at the convenience store that I used to work at were not the same location, but we used to have to, we used to just let them pump and then pay after. Yeah, oh yeah. And people would run off
2: all the time. That's when I worked at that one. That happened all the time. Then we're like, no, we can't do that anymore.
3: And people get salty. They're like, what do you mean? I've been coming here for 22 years. And you're like, shut up. Just leave me alone. When I worked at The Fridge, shout out to The Fridge, 1150 Westport Avenue, Mainland, Kansas. Uh, But I, (laughs) it was always a joke because people would steal right, I'd walk around the corner and they'd be like shoving stuff and I never noticed. I, I, I would be like, dip, dee, dip, dee, I'm Dave i I'm an idiot. And they'd just be, this lady stole a whole big old half gallon of Dragonberry Bacardi right in front of me. I didn't.
0: I, I, I have the image from Animal House where he's walking through the cashier's line.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's, huge, it's just huge.
0: You okay. look like you've gained some weight well, since like, you came yeah. in.
3: <laughs> I didn't find what I was looking for. Bye.
2: I uh, think it happens to me may, way more often than I think. Because yeah. I think people just come in here and they're like, yeah that and then they leave and you don't
1: notice But are we going to the top of the hour yes oh oh well I didn't know that's good
3: cause I have a YouTube channel you ever checked out the YouTube channel with the gas station guy that like he gives people a hard time who steal like he'll no. go up to him and go you loser you moron what are you <laughs> doing trying to steal from my gas station you idiot I hate you check that guy out and
1: you're just oh, in their way dude. as they're trying to go to the <laughs> register <Yeah. or> <laughs> yeah. oh,
3: oh god
1: Alright, that's going to do it for the game. we got a full two hours tomorrow for Travion, Deej, Troy, I'm Mitch. Go Cats!